Welcome to the Sevo Show. I'm your host, Sev. We are driving today on the 8th of December to school in my second last week ever, possibly, of teaching. Now, I say possibly because, you know, things change. Uh, maybe I want to do relief one day, but for now, I'm pretty certain that this is the second last week of teaching. And it's funny because, you know, um, six, seven years ago, I started uni um, at 24 years of age. And, uh, you know, obviously the main objective is to finish uni, finish, um, you know, the degree took me four years to do, um, I stuck it out, um, had a few bumps on the road, had a few setbacks and pushed through and, you know, made it. Then obviously the next step is to actually find a job, which is itself quite challenging, um, especially in such a competitive uh, market at the time there was not a shortage of teachers but uh, there was still a demand but in terms of uh, um, the, the, my, uh, the major and minor degree that I chose uh, it was quite challenging being a PE teacher. Fortunately enough I had a minor in science which got me uh, um, a bit of a part-time gig at a school but yeah long story short uh, within a year of graduating I got a permanent job um, which I currently still hold um, uh, up until two weeks ago when I handed in my resignation. But uh, this podcast today is not about my teaching career and why it's over. It's about your child or you as a child in what I believe you should focus on primarily, especially through middle school and the biggest takeaway from high school that, that I think any kid should consider or try to build on uh, by the time they head into the adult world, the real world, the fucking scary world where shit hits the fan more times than you could ever imagine um, than in school. So you think you had dramas in school, you better believe that the real world has uh, got another thing coming for you. So surviving school, surviving having shit parents, surviving having shit teachers, surviving having shit peers to work with, Um, you can quickly in this day and age go down a path where everything's fucked, no one's, you feel like you're you're alone, you you might be getting bullied, you may have abusive parents, your teachers may not give a fuck or you may think they don't don't give a fuck and and no no one is on your side and you feel like, oh shit, well, this is fucked. You may find yourself in year 10. You, you may find yourself not liking school and not understanding the subjects. Um, you may find that your kids um, are going to school coming back home and they're angry or they're, they're, they're not listening to you. You're frustrated because you know that you feel like they're lost and you, you feel helpless maybe. Um, or you may be a parent for some reason listening to this and uh, realizing that you're out of touch with your child. And, you know, if you are, then this is something that I would recommend to you. Uh, Now, disclaimer, I'm not a parent. I haven't had kids. uh, But through my observations of the last three, four years uh, and and more um, of how parents uh, interact with their kids um, during their school years, there's some shit that needs to be fixed straight up. There's some shit that needs to be fixed. And yes, again, I know I'm not a parent, 
so it may be a different perspective when I do have kids. But the thing is, the thing is, you have a responsibility, no matter what age they are, even after they've finished high school and they're adults themselves. Kids need a positive role model. And if you give them a phone or an iPad or a computer and leave them to their own devices, pun intended, they're gonna find role models that you may not be a fan of. They're gonna find a style that you may not be a fan of. They're gonna find trends, clothing choices, music decisions that you're not gonna be a fan of. And the thing is, you allowed for that to happen. And if you're not happy about it, then that's your fault, not theirs. Now, I'm not saying keep a phone away from your child and you have to tell them this is the music that they have to listen to, this is the clothing that they have to wear, these are the people they can only hang out with and all that. I'm not saying to be a strict parent. I'm, I'm, I'm saying to be an observant parent and, and, and guide them, help, help them with um, their learnings because they're going to be fucking going through some shit for the first time. They're going, to be, they're going to be discovering things that they've never discovered before. Now, I said in a live, uh, uh, live stream recently to a couple of parents, they were very interested in what I had to say. The two biggest things that you should just focus on as your primary objective as a parent, the two fucking primary things is self-esteem, which is building your child's self-esteem, and number two, helping them gain their own independence. Now, it would be hard, especially if you're a cotton wool parent or a soft parent, which, which most parents are these days, no, no offense. You know, the real world sucks and you wanna, you wanna cradle your child. You wanna, you wanna protect them from all the harm that's about to come their way. You want them to avoid it. You love them that much, that's fine. That's fair enough. However, it's unfair because then all throughout school, if you're a cotton wool parent, they're not gonna face the adversity that they need to face to be able to handle it in the future when you're not gonna be around. That's it, that's pretty much it. So I'll give you an example. Students come to me and they're not really the best students academically. They're not the best students with their behavior. They come in and they, they don't like, they don't like being there, they don't wanna be there. Or they come in forcing to be there because you know, all the rules and shit. They come in because, and, they're, and they're, they're upset because they've got family problems. Or their parents aren't there, they need someone there. And their parents are pissed off at them because the only role models they have is on their phones that they're not happy with. Well, who fucking else are they gonna watch? Footballers? Playing football? Cool. You're gonna strive to become a footballer, but then you see uh, some sports stars fuck their lives up because they did something stupid and they made a mistake. And then the kids are like, this is, this is how it's supposed to be, that's okay. This is where the parents should come in and say, people make mistakes, but don't do that. You know, it's just, this is how you learn. You learn from other people's mistakes. But if there's not someone, like a parent figure to guide them, to, to, to help them understand that, then fucking, who knows what will happen. But going back to the whole adversity thing, 
Letting your child figure things out on their own is not a bad thing. Letting your child fail, allowing your child to not succeed from time to time is important because you cannot have a rainbow without the rain. You cannot have a rainbow without the rain. And what I mean by that is to be able to know what success feels like, happiness, um, joy, you can't have one without the other. You need chaos. You need adversity. And that's the whole yin and yang. You know the yin-yang symbol where you got the black and the white, the little black dot in the middle, and the little white dot on the alternative side? That's the chaos in the happiness. And then vice versa. If your life is chaos, there's always going to be that little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that you that you'll eventually reach if you're strong enough. If you have that self-confidence, if you have that uh, self-esteem, if you have that independence, knowing that shit happens and you'll get through it. But from my observations for the last few years, kids don't have that. Kids fail. Kids scary things happen and they freak the fuck out because their parents are freaking out or their parents are blaming other people they don't put their hand up and say fuck my bad and that's where the teaching thing comes in the parents uh, come to meetings and I can see in their eyes they're like how fucking dare you fail my child my child did not fail you failed my child you failed to teach my child well Mr. and Mrs whatever your name is, had you have responded to my emails prior to today's meeting, had you responded to my voicemails, had you agreed to have a meeting at the start of the term when I identified that there could be potential problems, you may have come in and we could talk about a system we could have put in place that helps one another with said child. There's nothing wrong with your child. They're just misguided. And that's not their fault because they're a child. Who is there to guide them? I'm there to guide them the one hour I have with them every two to three days. But then what are the the, uh, other 23 hours that they do? What are the other 16 hours where they're not at school, whether they're sleeping or they're, they're hanging out around the house? What's happening there? Are they doing their own thing? That's fine. Are you guiding them? Not so much over-parenting and keeping in check with everything, single thing they do, but this is where you say, hey, my child, you failed. That's fine. Or, hey, you're thinking about doing this. Thank you for asking me and thank you for being transparent with me. Here's how I would go about it. Not, don't do that. The child doesn't know if it's going to work or not. If you tell them, don't do that, they'll just be like, Why? If you tell them, don't do that because from my experience, this happened, try it this way, that's fucking helpful, non-destructive, that's helpful, right? And you can go, you can do it in any sort of way. You talk about drugs, you know, they want to take weed for the first time, you know? Um, A lot of parents will freak out, fair enough, you know? People have bad experiences. The thing is, you've got to give them options. You can't expect them to abide by your rules. You didn't abide by your parents' rules. No one's, nobody's perfect. So, 
going back to the meeting, the kids are in my classroom. They're not behaving that well. They're not, they're not focusing at school. They have other interests. Or they have problems at home that are distracting them from getting uh, a proper education because their mind is all over the place. Fair enough. It's not their problem. It's not their fault. Maybe it is their problem, but is it their fault? So, we're having this meeting, which is eight weeks overdue, and the parents are blaming me for their child's failure. Sometimes the parents don't even come in. Sometimes the parents cancel on the meeting because they're too busy with their fucking job. They're overworking. What's more important to you? The success of your business or the success of your child? The happiness of your child, more importantly, which leads to the success of whatever they want to do because their self-esteem is super high and their independence is super high and they don't actually need you anymore because you've done your job. You've done your 18 years and then every now and then you can just check in and be like, hey, proud of you. Wouldn't you like that? Or would you rather get your build up your business, have a successful business and have your kids fucking hate you or just bite your ankles for a hand handout every couple of weeks. Mum, I need petrol money. Mum, can you buy me this new dress? If you're a 16 year old girl or boys asking you for shit, you know, this is where you go, hey, sure, for Christmas, for your birthday, but otherwise, Make some money. Do it yourself. Don't let your child build entitlement. It's one thing that that I really want to make sure that parents, you know, understand. You're busy with your job. You're busy with work, with life, to pay off a mortgage for your kids to live in. Fair enough. But nobody needs to overwork when there's not enough time for family. So going back to this meeting, the parents cancel on me because their, their, their work is too overwhelming. So their child doesn't get that, that, that support, that, that, that overall support from both teacher and parent and an understanding between the parent and the teacher to be able to, you know, work together to keep an eye on the child. Not over-parent them or over-teach them. Say, you've got to do this, this, and this. But check in on them and say, hey, how are things going? What's not working for you? How can we do better? These are the questions you ask your child. These are the questions you ask your student. Don't put it on them. Put the ball in their court and get them to tell you what they want. And then you'll notice a difference. However, as a teacher... If the parents aren't on board with this, it's a recipe for chaos because kids are dumb. Kids are fucking stupid because they haven't learned yet. They haven't experienced things for the first time. And when they experience things for the first time and fail for the first time, they're automatically going to think it's not for them. They suck. They're stupid. They're dumb. No, that's when they need to learn to adjust. That's where resilience comes in. That's where that self-esteem comes in, that confidence. And then eventually, once they figure out, oh, fuck, I failed. But I'm going to do it again differently this time because I'm reflecting on why I failed. And now I'm going to do better. 
it's very hard for a student, for a child to do that if there is no more than one hour of support every day from that specific teacher. Sure, there could be a network of teachers that are supporting this child, and that has worked in the past, but it's so much better when the parents are involved backing up the teachers, and vice versa. Your student, your child, is failing because they can't keep their phone out of their fucking pocket or their bag, even though the uh, schools uh, countrywide have banned the phones. Discipline. Confiscate that phone. Child doesn't want to have their phone confiscated at school and they're having a sad, I need to call my mum, this is unacceptable, this is my property. And if you dare back your child up because they need their phone 24-7 in class, that's your problem. That's on you. That's when you need to follow through for the consequences. And that's another thing. Parents need to really follow through on their consequences. Legit. Follow through and stick by your guns. Because the kids will learn eventually. They'll be like, fuck, all right. These guys mean business. I may as well do what I need to do for myself. Not for them, but for myself. And then I can play. Then I can go on my phone. Then I can do what I want. But without that support, 24-7 support from both parties, teacher and parent, it's, it's a grind. So, what do we do from here? How do we build this... Uh, students and child self-esteem we guide them we give them options and every time they do something great or good or different praise them even if they fail they say hey you gave it a go didn't quite work out but what could you do better next time and then when they give you any suggestion any little hint of change and reflection that's when you praise the shit out of them saying ah fucking love that i love how you want to change that little bit and try again that's awesome give it a go see what happens i'm looking forward to seeing how you go and if things get better great we'll build on that how fucking much better does that sound then oh my god you suck i mean obviously you're not going to say it like that hopefully but you know why did you get a c grade why did you get a d grade Oh my God, you should study more. Oh my God, you should, you know, I mean, they're not, you're not wrong. They should study more. They should get off their phone more. But if you tell them that they're a failure, that they should just study more, they should just get off their phone more, expand on that. Help them, work with them. How are you going to guide them even more without just giving a a five-word answer to, you know, belittle them? Build their self-esteem up. Any good doing needs to be praised, needs to be glorified. But do not demonize failure either. Demonizing failure means the kid only thinks that everything has to be perfect or it's not good enough. And that is fucked. Don't do that. Please, make sure that you don't demonize failure. You respect it. You teach them how to respect it, which will build resilience, grit, determination and the confidence to go again because kids give up too easily these days because they think that failure is the end of the world it's not you go again try different things definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again doing it the same way expecting a different result 
This is where you've got to reflect, adjust, and go again. Adjust, keyword. Independence. We'll summarize here, and we'll, I'll leave you to it. Independence. How do you, how do you build a student or child, your child's independence? You let them explore. You let them make a mess. You let them fall off their bike. The only time you give them, you know, a little bit more of a, a guide is safety. Wear a helmet. Try the training wheels for, for a little bit and then see how you go. And then see what happens then. We don't want to see our child bump their heads and get a concussion or worse. That's where the education comes in. My parents always said, hey, you're under our roof. Once you turn 18, you do what you want. But as long as you're under our roof, you go by our laws. That seemed pretty fair to me. And that worked for me. Might not work for everybody. But if you're a child listening to this and you want to get out of your parents' house because they're, you have to live by their rules, get a job. See if you can afford the rent. Once you can do that, I can send it. If you're legally allowed to move out, do it. Then you can do whatever you want. Parents can't do anything about it. But hopefully your parents and your peers and your teachers and your role models have given you enough information to make logical, educated, smart decisions in your adult life. And if they haven't, and hopefully you've built up enough um, information inside to know what is a good idea and what is a dumb idea. Give it a go. Build that independence. Allow your kids to fail, which is fine. If you, let, if you allow your kids to live in a perfect world, they'll be entitled. They'll think everything is perfect. There's no chaos in the world. And then once they actually do become adults and do their own thing, get out into the real world, once they taste that first piece of chaos and you're not there, that's when real bad things can happen, such as depression and worse. I'm not going to get into that, but you know what I'm talking about. Glorify your kids for their good deeds and their successes, but don't overdo it either. Don't let them get too egotistic because they think that their shit don't stink. Be ready for them when they fail and tell them that it's okay. Adjust and go again. I'm here to help if you need me to. That's all you need to do. And please talk with your teachers. If they want a meeting, make that the priority because there's nothing more important once you have a kid than your kid. And if you think there is more important things, then don't have kids. The end. Thank you for listening. Let me know what you think. Message me on Instagram. Good thanks.